This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hey, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure on Jabberjaw Media. I wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon for the show. It's called the Pleasure Seekers Club, and there's two levels. There's the $5 level and the $10 level. And all this is, guys, is to help support the show, help support the cost of putting the show out, um, you know, time spent uh, building the show, hosting costs, travel costs to do the in-person interviews that you guys like so much. Um, it all costs money, and I always try to find the best deal for sure uh, because I do have a day job as well. But having that support on the Patreon is definitely going to help uh, bring more in-person interviews, more travel more uh, updated uh, graphics, hosting, websites, all that stuff. So, um, And if you like the show, $5 a month or $10 a month really helps out. I know it's kind of a, uh, an interesting thing with the Patreon when something's already free, uh, but it is always going to be free. But if you want to support the show a little bit more, I'd absolutely appreciate it. Uh, you can pay either $5 or $10 a month. We'll try to do some special things for the patrons as well as we go, um, but it's just a way to support the show in a different way, and uh, like I said, I really appreciate you guys coming back week after week. That's the most important thing I can ask for. So definitely go over and check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Podcast. Once again, that is patreon.com slash Podcast. Sign up today and join the community and help out the show. Keep it growing, and I thank you so much. Hey, this is Blasco, host of Manage Mental, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. Manage Mental brings you our takes on the modern day music business and how we mentally approach the profession of management. Join Mike Mowry and myself as we cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant toward developing artists. Listen and subscribe at JabberjawMedia.com.
What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Peer Pleasure with Dewey Halpas on Jabberjaw Media. Welcome to week two of your daily dose of peer pleasure. And uh, wow, what a week last week was. Five episodes in one week. We're going to do it again. So uh, this week, today, actually, Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold joins me on the program. Uh, Johnny has a podcast called Drinks with Johnny. It's a really interesting uh, podcast. I, I can't remember how I necessarily discovered it. I think it was something maybe on a YouTube. Uh, oh, Blasco. It was Blasco. Um, yeah. So so basically he gets together at his house with a guest uh, or Skype, depending on who it is. And he's got some, I mean, Avenged Sevenfold's a huge band and he gets a lot of really good guests. Uh, John Delmayan from you know System of a Down. Of course, Blasco from Ozzy. Um, you know, the, the other guys from Avenged. He's got uh, Joe Escalante from the Vandals. And Basically, you get together, uh, decide on a drink, make the drink, talk about it, do as they're going, you know, kind of the social thing of, of drinking, and then uh, sit down and have a conversation. And the production is amazing. Um, he's got a film crew that does it with him. And then uh, the audio is great. So, I mean, he's doing a really good job. And uh, he's got a good guy, Sam, working for him as well that does all the back-end stuff. And uh, so shout-out to Sam for connecting us. I reached out, and, and uh, Johnny and I had met briefly um doing shows you know back maybe a couple times doing warp tour and then uh, our tours with anatomy of a ghost and uh, avenged uh let's see it was anatomy of a ghost beautiful mistake emery and the akas were on one tour and then avenged sevenfold my chemical romance and beloved were on another so gerard from my chem and i kept noticing each other in the same town and realizing our, our tours had, had basically been following each other the same night. So uh, we were in Texas. I think it was in San Antonio. We were playing Sin 13. I forget the venue they were playing. They said, tomorrow let's just combine the tours at the uh, Gypsy Ballroom in Dallas, which we did. And uh, so, yeah, you'll hear all about that story. That was one of my funny memories of uh, touring back in the day. So uh, big thanks to Johnny for coming on. He's become a... Uh, cool uh, person to bounce ideas off of and and uh you know keep in touch and and kind of uh take it from there as two podcasters now so um like i say drinks with johnny is a really interesting podcast go check it out um if you like youtube content it's on there too like i was saying and, and you can watch the live video um of the recording kind of like uh with joe rogan where you can go watch the video version or listen to the audio version i i suggest either depending on what you're doing the the video one is really well done and the audio of course is great so um we talk a lot about podcasting we talk a lot about uh oh man all kinds of things but uh it just kind of is one of those free-flowing conversations that i love so much you know we just kind of went everywhere we really didn't talk about avenged much because you know you know what he does and you can go check it out uh but if you want to know you know johnny christ the, the man check it out here so peerpleasurepodcast.com is the website. Peerpleasurepod at gmail.com is the email to get in touch with me. Uh, I love getting emails from you guys with comments and, and questions and, and uh, ideas, guest ideas. Uh, always looking for that. So definitely hit me up. Uh, but yeah, guys, Johnny Christ is my guest today uh, from Avenge Sevenfold. Check out the Drinks with Johnny podcast. And without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold. Are you enjoying the show? If you are, definitely head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere you're listening to podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Throw us a five-star rating or a review. 
We really appreciate that. It helps the show out big time. So like I said, if you are enjoying the show, head on over and give us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume podcasts. Thank you. Sorry, I was walking. Uh, hey, no <laughs> doing fun. a little family walk. Doing a little family walk, finishing it up. Nice. <laughs> That's the beauty of doing these on the phone. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, he's he's. My son's asleep, so I just let them go ahead a little bit, and I'm gonna walk back into the house in a second. Oh, okay, nice. I didn't know you had uh, had a son. Yeah, he's gonna be three next month. Wow, dude! Congratulations. That's awesome. I Thanks, have man. Uh, I have three now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. How do you have time to do anything? I don't even have time to do anything with one. Dude, uh, my wife. My wife uh, handles the kids more than I could even imagine. It's, uh, <laughs> she's a stay-at-home mom, and she, she, I mean, she's with them 24 hours a day almost. Like, I'm either at work or doing the podcast or any of that stuff. Like, she's just uh, always yeah. always doing it. So she's she rules. But uh, That's rad. That's how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Well, my my wife stay at home too, but yeah, yeah, yeah we still trade off while I'm, while I'm home because you know I'm, when I'm home I'm around twenty four seven. So yeah, see yeah. that's a cool cool trade off is when you are home. Yeah, twenty four seven, and then you're gone twenty four seven. So exactly. So I have to I have to show my uh, my dad time while I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> man, it's a whole new world. It's an absolute. Yeah. I don't know how. I mean, I know. I mean, with Avenged, you're. I mean you guys are major level so like there's a lot more behind it than a band still touring in the van and stuff but i don't i don't even understand see you don't understand how i find time to do things i don't understand how you tour with a family like that's crazy <laughs> like it's i would go nuts if i couldn't see Dude. my kids at night you know yeah no, yeah it's 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 definitely tough but for the most part you know like like you said it's not really the van days anymore so we're sitting there you know yeah, the kid, the family comes out, and we, you know, we take a star coach or something like that. We're in the back, or we're 
flying everywhere and getting into our hotel rooms early and stuff. So yeah, it's not the end of the world, man. That's rad. I so I like I I don't know how much um, Sam prepped you on anything, but like uh, I just start recording when I call, so like it's just kind of goes. Um, cool. So there's not like an official an official thing, but uh, Johnny Johnny Christ, welcome to the Peer Pleasure Podcast, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Sam, <laughs> for having me. That's how I do it. That's how. I yeah, do that's it. A, that's that's pretty relaxed. I like it. Yeah. Hey. Uh, so. I saw so the whole reason this came about is because of your podcast because I you and I you and I met a long time ago and it, this is something where I kind of tie it all together but it was back in uh, we started playing shows I was at Anatomy of a Ghost and we played some warp tour dates back in like yeah. 2002 or 2003 I don't remember which one it was but uh it was like early early like Matt was still screaming like it was like early days and yeah then randomly after that, I had so I had no idea. I was so removed from everything. I don't know how, but you guys started blowing up, and I had no idea. And then we ended up. So you guys were on tour with Mike Kim and Beloved, and yeah, we were on tour with Emery and the Beautiful Mistake, and we kept hitting the same towns over and over again on the <laughs> same night. So eventually, in Dallas, they decided to combine the shows. And we we played. I think it was the back like the Gypsy Ballroom before it closed down oh. or something. Some it, like the bigger side. Wow, of the venue. they're going back. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember that room. So, <laughs> so then they're like, "Well, you guys are going to share green rooms." I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." You know, like because uh, Gerard. Every night we'd run into Gerard, whatever club he was at, and he'd be like, "Dude, we should just do the shows at the same time." So I was like, "Yeah, we'll share a green room." So. That's when I started to see how big things were getting because uh, of the writers. <laughs> because <laughs> so well, our writer, dude, our writer was still fucking uh, like pita bread, chips, whatever, right? Like little stuff. And then <laughs> the writer came in for you guys. And I was like, holy shit. It was like a bunch of rotisserie chickens, like uh, <laughs> porno mags, like a weight set. And I was like, holy oh. shit, where are we? What is this? And the whole and I I didn't like believe it at first, and I ended up walking in on Jimmy, uh, in the shower, and he was in the shower. He had the porno max like all over the bathroom open, like it was the <laughs> no. most fucking weirdest thing ever. And uh, yeah, that's that's one of my like first and last memories of Dude, playing with. This is going like way back. We must have been like twenty years old then. Dude, it was nuts. <laughs> like I think you guys were still in a van. Uh, oh yeah, but like you guys had strolled. I don't think into... we had the porno magazines on the on the writer though. I think we brought that in ourselves. That might the rotisserie have been... we did. I, the rotisserie <laughs> chickens we definitely had. Yeah, uh, we still have those today. Like our our writer today is very much. It hasn't changed all that much from the times you're talking about now. Like we just get like some essentials that we still like. We were you know we try and stay healthier. I'll yeah. say yeah. on the red. You know you try you know running around every night and trying to you know, keep up with everything. So, yeah, but <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't remember the porno mags though. I don't, I don't Dude, know. it was a stack. Like it was, it was a stack, like an actual stack. And, but the reason <laughs> I knew they were on the right, they were brand new. They come in like three packs. So like they'll, they'll have like the hot chicks on the front and back and then like a fat chick one in the middle and like to sell them. <laughs> And so they were still like in packages when they were sitting there. And then when I walked back in, that's when I walked into the bathroom. Like the door was open. I couldn't hear the shower. And then there's Jimmy shower in the shower. Like it was hilarious. But 
<laughs> so it was like this weird I'll take thing. Word for them. Yeah, it was this weird <laughs> thing where then once you guys, like, we played our set, Mike Kim played theirs, uh, and then you guys came on. I was just like, holy shit, man, these guys have done it. Like, it was, it was like this real thing. And I was like, this is fucking great. And then, uh, of course, onward and upward from there. But that's when I realized, like, holy shit, I am very far removed from this. I had no idea <laughs> this was happening. And then all of a sudden, biggest band in the world. And it's like, holy shit. <laughs> one of, one of. Like, you see we're, the we're still working. We're still working. <laughs> you see the tattoos. You see the, I mean, I'm a, I work in construction for my day job now. And literally, I can walk through a job site and I'll hear at least Avenged at least twice a day somewhere on one of the floors oh. because it's, I mean, I mean, you guys know where you're at and uh, yeah. I mean, all the, all the praise to you, man. It's fantastic. And, and I appreciate such it, a, such a cool thing to see. And like, wait, that was the last, I think that's the last time I've seen any of you guys was, was then. And it was like this random thing. It was always a random thing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> that sounds backstory. pretty fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the backstory. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. So I reached out, and got a hold of Sam from the through the podcast because uh, yeah. Blasco was on a buddy of our of, well mutual friend of ours now and, and uh, I really like what you're doing with the podcast. It's a cool idea Listen. and the production is ridiculous. Like it's it's thanks, man. awesome. So yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, we're just, the idea came from you know we're uh, kicking around ideas for our own YouTube channel, uh, the Avenged Sevenfold YouTube channel, and different cool you know things that we could get out there to our fans, different content rather than just putting out another music video and then waiting. And then, you know, so we came up with the breakdown videos where we break down like, you know, our sessions from these uh, older songs, you know, catalog songs and kind of break down how we put them together. Right. We mm -hmm. bring out the pro tools and do all that. That's more of the serious side stuff. And then, you know, it was my contribution. Um, I'd already been kicking out around the idea of doing like a, a, a drink recipe show where mm -hmm. I just like make a cocktail maybe uh, talk a little bit music. Um, and then it just kind of slowly has evolved into something completely different. Like in just a year's time, um, started out where like, yeah, I was, I just make a cocktail at the top, you know, we get into some conversation stuff like that. But now I'm finding the conversation is much more interesting, you know, yeah. um, as time is going on. So, you know, the, the drinks are still there when the episode calls for it, you know, we'll talk about, you know, making a cocktail or, having a beer drinking or a favorite glass of wine, some kind of, you know, some kind of bullshit. Yeah. It's just really something to, to start the, or not even start just to kind of like have a little, always a constant piece as you know, like in, in the podcast, well, do you want something that's like kind of like a constant reason why someone's coming back? And now that my guests are becoming so, uh, you know, uh, from different worlds, it's, it's an easy way to bring it all back, you know? So I like had, you know, some musicians, some wrestlers, some comedians, some actors and stuff like that. And to bring it all back, it's, uh, you know, the common denominator, it's common denominator. Sorry. Easy for you to say, um, <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, you know, I try to tie it back to some sort of drink and time I was alcoholic, you know, I had the guys from the dirty heads on and they were, you know, talking about making CBD, uh, cocktails, you know, CBD oil cocktails. And yeah. it, was, it, it was awesome, you know? Interesting. Yeah, it's a cool thing because, it, I mean, cocktails and conversation has gone back to the beginning of time, a beginning of cocktails, yeah. basically. I mean, because it oh, what else are you gonna do? Up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and bringing people together from from the very beginning. Yeah, I mean, some people don't need to be loosened up. I mean, I've done 
I don't know what episode this is going to be. I've, uh, but it, I've done over 120 episodes of this show, and there's only one time I've had to cut it off short, and uh, because mm. it was not going well, and it was just, I don't to this day <laughs> I don't understand why it wasn't going well. Like the person was into it, wanted to do it, like totally excited, and the second we got on the line, it would seem like a burden, like this, like. Like, why are we talking about this? Like, why are we doing this kind of thing? And I was like, well, <laughs> after 20 minutes, I was like, all right, man. Well, all right. Well, thanks for being on the show. That's how you're segueing me off the show right now, right? No, no. <laughs> well, we'll get there. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll get there, dude. I, I've, I've, yeah, I should write down a, a bunch of segues to get people off the show. But yeah, that's, that, that's, that, that's what I'm, that's what podcasting is all about, man. That's what I'm learning. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, one thing that's cool about podcasting is I mean for for your situation that's cool too because you have a built-in fan base like it's and it, because of what you do so like you it, when you put that up on the event sevenfold you know stuff like a lot of people are gonna see it right off the bat and there's a connection there because it's like oh shit Johnny has a podcast which is exactly what I did um mm-hmm. but you'll notice as you go through it the guest, as far as you're looking at like download numbers and things like that, the guest really doesn't matter. It's, no, it's, it's, they have to, you have to sell you, and then totally. people will listen to whoever you have on. And it's yeah, uh, and it, it's a process though too, man. I mean, like everyone, the, my like I said, the thing really started out as a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I was gonna make a YouTube channel episodes, um, and I just put them out whenever and everything like that. And then as we were talking about, it, like yeah. You know, the, filming's like you know taking like an hour and there's a lot of good content hour hour and a half with these different people we're getting a lot of good content we should put everything that that we're not putting on the video on a podcast and it just came as a secondary thing so we just Mm kind of threw it out there and then as time went on i started seeing i'm like well we're spending a lot of money for the production of these cocktails and i could just be giving the recipes a lot easier (laughs) (laughs) so i like i i I took a step back like it was really just at the end of the I called it season one because I just started. Uh, I'm the next season that I'm about to release in February is so much more podcast oriented versus the YouTube thing. Okay. Um, where, uh, whereas you know it's going to be full episodes are going to be released. It's not going to be these cut down videos that are just like with all this cool production value. I'm going to save that for different times. Like if I have a really fun idea with a really fun guest. I'll bring back out those videos and they can just be random and they'll live on a bench sevenfold uh, mm-hmm. YouTube. But I've created my own YouTube channel now too. That's just the drinks with Johnny YouTube channel. Okay. And so I have that so I can put up video, the full video of uh, the full podcast when we have video. Um, and then it'll just be like, you know, it's the, it's the Joe Rogan experience idea. You have the full video with like a few different still cameras. Yep. And then when there's, and then underneath the full, it says full episode. And then underneath you have like the list of, a few cool moments that mm-hmm. people can just randomly go to. And then of course, you know, the audio will always live um, everywhere. The podcasts are out, you know? So, yeah. and, and that's just going to change the format immensely to me. Cause it's going to be more about the conversation, less about the drinking and, you know, sure. Although, the, you know, a lot of times at first I was asking people and they're like, Oh, I'd love to do the show, but I don't drink. And I'm like, well, you don't have to drink to do the show. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's just a catchy, just a catchy title. And drinks don't mean they're alcoholic. You know, we could do a, and have a tell me about your favorite bottle of water, you know, like yeah, the Shirley <laughs> Temple Bar. Yeah, so, exactly. I can't, so you know, it's the, the the next thing is just evolving into that, and I realize that I'm I'm new, as you know, to this podcast. I've had 15 episodes, um, yeah. 
And then I was like, all right, I need to re- rethink this and stopped it for the holidays. And like I said, I'm going to pick it up in the mid-February again. And I'm just back cataloging a lot of uh, episodes right now with other people so I can get them out to people on a weekly basis because I do have other shit going on. So it's hard for me to like pump yeah. them through. Yeah. Um, and I've been uh, doing the uh, audio myself now. Um, I just I throw it into Pro Tools now and I do all the background music and and mixing and, and everything on it now myself, which is I'm enjoying, but it takes a little, it takes an extra minute, you know? Sure. So, and you've got pro tools experience from studio time and everything else. I mean, you're, I mean, that was a hard thing for me as I was always on the other side of the glass in the studio. So I didn't know anything about this, the actual engineering side of audio. Gotcha. So I've just gone straight punk rock. Like I was telling Sam, like my setup is, is simple. It fits in one little case uh that i can yeah. take anywhere and it's i've got you know a couple extra mics if i need if one goes down like that's all i have and and are you using a zoom or what are you, yeah, what are you using yeah i'm using a zoom yeah. i'm in my car using a zoom right now i've recorded almost every episode <laughs> in my car because i got so used to it because yeah. it was necessity no, at first but now it's like i'm more comfortable there like if i do one on a weekend my wife's like you got a podcast I'm like yeah i'm gonna go drive over to whatever she's like oh okay well we got like the you just drive, studio. You just drive somewhere oh, okay so you just drive somewhere and like do uh and park somewhere yeah so, like right now you drove somewhere away from your house and parked and hit record yeah i'm in my usual spot awesome. i've got a usual spot now and i'm like just i mean it, it helps with like the, the conversation because I can look around like things are happening. It keeps my mind busy like and things come up, you know, like when I'm sitting in like a studio or a, uh, like the in-person ones, of course, like I do like at someone's house or in a, in a in a green room or something. And those are good and fine because you have the body language. But when you're on the phone and you don't have that, it it keeps it just kind of keeps me in this like one spot. I'm in a chair. I can't move That's very much like it's like. A, yeah. It's and and it sounds good to me because uh, I'm in this closed space. If it's raining, it doesn't matter. If it's snowing or windy, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, you know. And I'm using like yeah, I'm using a Zoom. Uh, so here's how f- weird I am with this because I bought so I bought an H6. Um, yeah, and I haven't even turned it on yet. I've had it for over a year <laughs> because that's I'm the one I just got. Actually, I'm convinced it's not gonna. I'm gonna screw something up. So like. Uh, when I got this H4n that I'm using now, uh, I, I had the setup wrong. I had an older iPhone and I was interviewing Ian McKay from Fugazi and it was like, this is like a dream. And I fucked it up. I double recorded my (laughs) vocals. So I sound like a robot and he sounds normal. So I had to send it to my cousin who works for the FBI as like an audio forensics engineer. And he was able to clean it up enough that it's listenable, but it's still really bad. And that's, I'm That's convinced. funny. Wait, you sent it to the FBI. Yeah. You sent your podcast to the yeah. FBI. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he used all his powers to to pull. Basically, so my setup is I record to through the. So I have a regular, like an actual like AKG mic running with an XLR into my. This is super like uh, what's it called. Uh, uh, insider baseball, but the, uh, going into the H4N, then I've got a quarter inch, uh, adapter going to an eighth inch, uh, headphone, uh, or auxiliary cable into my iPhone. So you're hearing my phone's on my lap. You're hearing me through that. My recorder's recording my voice off this good microphone and your voice is coming through great through the phone. And it's, so now it's recording, you know, side by side Well, the way I was doing it before it was doubling me through the phone and the mic and it made me sound like a robot 
So anyway, I'm <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny getting on to all the technical things. I just started doing it. Uh, I was originally using the mics I was doing with the videos, and I just pulled that audio um, off the videos uh, mm-hmm. with with my uh, with, with my uh, director guy, and then I started doing the podcast kind of more on my own. So I went out and bought an H6 and like set it up and like you have like a completely different set. <laughs> I run everything XLR and then like if I'm talking to someone remotely, I I ask for Skype or FaceTime because then I could do that from my computer. Oh yeah. And I pull mm-hmm. that off. I I record everything first onto the H6 and I take that SD card and put it through the computer and that's when I r- drop it into Pro Tools and then if I did double up anything, it it shows all the tracks so I can get oh, rid beautiful. of it myself. So yeah, if anything gets over doubled, I I just, I, I, as I said before, like because of the production side of Avenge and everything, we've, we've always demoed everything out on Pro Tools, our own Pro Tools rigs. Each of us has a studio in our, in our houses that has a Pro Tools rig that we demo and write on and everything and bring to the table. So I'm extremely familiar with how to, all the ins and outs. So it's super, it makes it so easy for me when I, realize that I can do that. I yeah. just talked to like one of my geek friends and they're like, yeah, <laughs> why don't you just put your podcast in Pro Tools? You know how to use that? And I'm like, oh shit, I do. Yeah. There's a lot <laughs> I was more. I doing like Apple, like Final Cut or something. And I was like, I don't know how to use Final Cut. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. There's a lot more Pro Tools geeks in the music business than GarageBand geeks. That's for sure. That's what I use is GarageBand because it's some, I know how to use it. Like I can oh, totally. generate a, an episode really quickly. On I have like a template. I drop everything into there and then I just adjust the levels and I'm done. And yeah, that's pretty much the same. That's the same thing. I just, I go, I go in and like add a bunch of like music in the background and shit. And then mm-hmm. like, I'll cut in like my, like little promos here and there. We haven't like gotten any big, big sponsors yet. So I just like, I have like some buddies that like, yeah, you know, let's see what happens if you kick out a promo code here and there. We'll do something like that. Yeah. But like, and it's just to, you know, give it a little break too in the conversation sometimes. So sure. But like, adding the music and stuff like that was just fun like i didn't even really look into it They're like a couple of my buddies keep asking me like oh, i hear like the, the song in the background like why you guys are referencing it when i'm like talking to, like joe escalante the vandals mm-hmm. and i was like oh i'm gonna put it in the background and they're like can you like legally do that and i'm like i don't really know i just did it <laughs> 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 well i guess i'll find out later you know yeah <laughs> Man, but I mean, I don't think so, right? I mean, it's it's just like radio, you know. It's not like it comes directly from the person who plays it. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. And so, like the one, the only thing I've run into with that, with music in the background or anything else, like because I don't use like the theme song for the shows by a band from Seattle called Hobosexual, and uh, it's a badass nice. song. And they gave me the rights to use it, but if I put any content on YouTube, which I haven't done in years because I didn't understand that either. I would get an email, like a cease and desist email, because the, the music is in the the because it's in the file, and uh, gotcha. whatever they do, I don't understand how it works, but yeah, whatever they do, it's it's uh, they. It makes sense here. if it's in the theme. Yeah, it makes sense if it's in the theme because that's a lot louder. It's like prominent and stuff. I think if you have it in the background, it just kind of goes, it goes unnoticed anyway, really. Because I put stuff up on YouTube, I got flagged for the theme. This is funny. I moved everything over recently from the Avenge Sevenfold or duplicated over onto the Drinks with Johnny YouTube channel. Uh-huh. And when I did that, I got flagged for my own shit. Like, because <laughs> like Avenge was like, it came up and it was like, oh, you, you're using something from the Avenge Sevenfold YouTube channel. I was like, yeah, duh. It's my fucking channel. <laughs> yeah. And my fucking band. Yeah. So I had to like, I had to like 
call up management and say, like, hey, you got to talk to you got to talk to whoever and get this lifted. It, it took a couple hours and they got it lifted, but it was just like it's just funny because those how those things are just automatically done. I'm just so like anyone listening when they're like, oh, I tried to put up an Avenged Sevenfold song on my on my little YouTube channel and they got flagged. These guys are a bunch of dicks. We're not the dicks, dude. It's just automatic. Like if you put it in there, <laughs> sometimes it out, sometimes you automatically get dinged. It's not like I'm walk, I'm looking on YouTube every day and going, oh fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> You know what I wonder about with that YouTube shit is how – so you've seen the guys – you guys get people covering your songs all the time probably on YouTube. But you get those guys that do every instrument and do a cover and like split the screen. I wonder – Yeah, anyone, I have seen a couple of those. I wonder if anyone's done it good enough that it would actually flag it. <laughs> and being close enough <laughs> to the record. I don't know, man. I don't know that that's happened. I mean I, I, I would only – you know, that goes that goes through like that automatic system. It doesn't really come back to us. Any, any of those things that get flagged. Yeah. The only reason why I knew it, mine got flagged is because it was directly mine, you know? Sure. But, uh, you know, I, I would have no idea if, if, if it matters, if it's close or if it has to be an, an exact. Because, I mean, I don't know what uh, – I don't know what uh, artificial intelligence they're using to, to – yeah decipher you know it's like weird. i really don't know it's a great question we should, we should look into this i think so i think yes. <laughs> <laughs> i think this is a good and then we can send it to the fbi and and get it all fucking handled yeah yeah exactly yeah like, gotta, gotta call up your cousin <laughs> that's funny you mentioned jimmy earlier too and and you say your cousin's like a, a person in the fbi jimmy actually has a sister that's, that's in the fbi oh really Small world. yeah well there you go Small world of yeah, fucking crazy. That's it, it's weird to me to even know somebody that where I mean, how, yeah, how many, you know. But then yeah, here we go. Here's multiple people that yeah are connected. Yeah, in, in one conversation. Yeah, in one conversation. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> but the yeah, dude, that YouTube stuff is weird. Like anytime Rogan uh, puts something up, they have to like turn it way down and and uh, on the YouTube feed and then. Like it's it's they like almost all the way down, and then they describe what they're watching, or because they'll get like pulled down or something. But maybe it's just the fact yeah. that he's got twelve million people watching it. Who knows? Yeah, that's. That, I mean, that probably has a bigger bigger thing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you're on your like fucking seven thousand seven thousand uh, episode or whatever he's at, like Jesus. Dude, I pulled up a thing uh, randomly. I just googled because I was curious, and I know it's probably not accurate, but it was like. I wonder how much he makes at an episode because it's like you know the whatever cost per thousand uh, model, and it said he makes roughly thirty grand an episode, and I was like, holy shit! No wonder he's doing two a, a week. Of, That's a lot yeah, of money. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is that's a, that's a shit ton of money. I mean, but you could see that, like you know. That, you see the progression of his show, right? I mean, you listen to the early episodes, and they're you know they he was still learning the craft too. Yeah, and it just it takes time. Like it, it he very was much. I the became craft. super into. It, oh, he was. It's yeah, crazy. you're absolutely right. I, and uh, it's just kind of cool because you look back at it like uh, uh, me as a novice and just getting into it. I'm so interested in like, um, and the conversations and just what works for different people, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's still as as old as it seems it is in some respects, it's still so new podcasting. You know I mean? There's, it's already opened up in so many different ways. It's not like there's a bunch of different ways of having a conversation or giving a piece of history or uh, discussion, discussing news and all these, all these different things. It's, and mm -hmm. I, I see it only growing, which is kind of crazy to me because it's, you know, it's like, 
it's uh it's am radio it's books on tape but it's not so much more than that yeah super interesting it's crazy you think of the amount of human interaction and history that has been documented so far just from podcasting if something leveled the world and you could pull up the internet still somehow it would all be there you know like this this human history that's been documented but then like one thing that was cool um uh, a couple years back through my network, we flew down to this thing called podcast movement in orange County there, um, at the Marriott mm-hmm. and like the, the, I'll probably never go again. It was, it was really kind of weird. Like it was like a lot of people that were <laughs> just like, Oh, I'm starting a podcast on basket weaving. And maybe if I go here and listen to these speakers, I'll know what I'm doing. It wasn't really for people that already knew or had an established show. So we felt kind of out of place. Like, uh, we were kind of the, the bad boys of the, of the event because like I had like a porn star come to the room, uh, that I was interviewing. And so we walk in, we already look different than everybody else because we're just like, we're not into the whole, uh, like we weren't all dressed up and everything else. Like we just showed up sandals and shorts and then like girls coming to the room. And then like, everyone's like, well, who's this? Like what? And it was just this whole thing that had happened. And, and Do you remember what porn star it was? Uh, Rachel Midori. Oh, okay. And uh, I've had a few on the show. I had Joanna Angel, uh, Rachel Midori, and Katja Kassin, um okay. all on the show. But Rachel drove from L.A. to Orange County. She's like, yeah, it's a couple hours in traffic, but I'll come down. And, and she's been on the show twice now. We, we It was oh, awesome. Right. But she – uh, it off, had a good combo. Yeah. It was, it was really good. Like, it was really good. And um, – super like deep and and she's like a no nonsense kind of person and she's been through some horrible shit um i can only imagine but they dan carlin you know dan carlin uh yeah hardcore of course. history yeah i love hardcore history awesome it's a lot to get through but it, i mean that's a good thing about is is uh, uh the, the podcast will bookmark for you everyone's like oh this podcast is too long I'm like well, you fucking read a book, right? It bookmarks it for you. Just pick off where you left off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you, by the side note, if you want him on your show, I can hook you up with his person. Um, I've booked him. Oh, on dude, another that'd podcast. be great. Um, uh, book. I would on. love. I would love to pick that motherfucker's brain. Awesome. Oh, dude, I listen to all the ancient. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll connect yeah, you guys. Is rad. I'll connect that'd you guys. Because um, I think you guys would do good together. Like I, I think it would be a good conversation. But he said how shocked he was he was the keynote speaker and that's what we watched and he was mentioning how apple could have charged for this but they didn't and when they did that they leveled the playing field for everyone from joe rogan to me to you to joe schmo in the house next door like everyone was on a level playing field uh because it was completely unregulated and there was no it was free anyone could do it and that was the coolest thing ever and it made a lot of sense. We never thought about it that way. Like, wow, yeah, they could have charged for that. Even if they charge, you know, a dollar an episode to post it. Like, they make billions oh, of dollars. They'd make a killing. And there would be so less. Con- there'd be so much less content out there, though. Because I mean, like, uh, we 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 you. I mean, we make nothing now on it. But like, if you have your your promotions and you have a network and everything like that, there's you still get that money. But you'd have to have a name. You, like, you couldn't just come out of nowhere and be like. I'm pretty good at talking and I'm going to build up a podcast over the next three, four years. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and the other cool thing is it's a, and I talk about this all the damn time. I got to stop talking about this, but the, the, the fact that it's a, (laughs) it's a journal for your kids. Like all the, all the records I played on, I was either playing guitar, screaming my head off, or, I mean, you, you don't have 
your voice anywhere to where now my kids have, you know, at at present hundreds of hours of dad's voice talking to whoever. Yeah. And it's like, you know, maybe they're a fan of one of these people that I've talked to, you know, down the line and be like, oh, yeah, did dad talk to so-and-so? You know, like they could pull that up That's when I'm bad. gone. And same with you, with your kid. Like that's cool. I didn't. I never even thought about that. It's kind of like uh, Superman's dad. He gives him all the fucking, all, all the all the information after he passes. What's his? What's oh, <laughs> Marlon <shit>. Brando? Yeah, <laughs> he gives yeah, him yeah, all yeah. the crystals. He has all the crystals in that. And I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it, you know, on uh, what what they're all called. But he has all the fucking crystals, right? And he could, you know, listen yeah, to he, his dad tell a bunch of shit at different times. He plugs them in. That's the one where they're all that, like the mirror shatters or whatever, and they're all trapped in the mirror and like floating through the air. Uh, yeah, Zod yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Zod, yeah, General General, General Zod, Zod with the big fucking <laughs> fluffy pants and oh my dude, god, so good, dude, so good. <laughs> Absolutely, I fucking love that shit. I love that shit. That's what I grew up on, man. Yeah, all those fucking eighties movies. Oh god, so great. Me too. I, there's so many I haven't seen, but so many I have. Like I, I haven't seen Goonies. I haven't seen like. Uh, Whoa, Princess whoa. Bride, any of these movies. But you haven't I've seen, seen Princess Bride or Goonies? Not one All right, time. you got to fix that. Not you got to fix that. That should be your New Year's resolution, my friend. Dude, I'm you worried that, that it'll be ruined now because I'm not seeing them at the age it would have really impacted me. You know, like maybe it was Possible with Goonies. Possible with Goonies. That, 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 that's probably true because part of it is, you know, they're similar age, you know. Yeah. But Princess Bride is just that's, – that's a classic. <laughs> that's a fucking – that's a hilarious movie. I've got a lot of catching up to do. I was, yeah. Yeah. I grew up in a Mormon household in Alaska. Like, that's oh, shit. where I was. Where, where in Alaska? Yeah, in Petersburg. It's like by Juneau and Ketchikan, like in the islands. Oh, yeah. And uh, I know exactly where that is. My wife is from uh, Anchorage. And oh, okay. We did, uh, we did our honeymoon uh, cruise up through up to all those places. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I grew up uh, Petersburg till I was 11, and then uh, mainland, like, Wasilla, right outside of Anchorage till I was 18, and then moved down to start touring and stuff. But, uh, oh, rad. Yeah, it was a weird thing. Like, we could, there were certain movies we were allowed to watch. Then the ones we weren't, my parents went through and edited when they were recording off the VHS. So, oh, like, yes. There's movies I'll watch with my kids now where – I had no idea that this part was cut out that even existed. And it'll come on. I'm like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, I thought this was a perfectly okay movie to show my fucking five-year-old kid. Yeah, like Planes, Trains, and Automobiles where Steve Martin cusses out the car lady. Like, I want my fucking car right fucking now. I had no idea. They cut that out. I didn't even know it was there. I'm laughing my ass off, but like plugging the kid's ears. Like, I was like, oh, fuck. That's rad. Yeah. That's yeah. rad, though. Well, they did all that. You know, I remember that, too. I mean, not for the same reasons, but we always record, you know, shit off the off of basic cable and they cut out a lot of it, you know? Yeah. So, like, when I was when I was older and watched Ghostbusters on a regular DVD for the first time, I had no idea. <laughs> Dan Ackard got blown by a fucking yeah. by a ghost. That was rad. I was like, fuck. I knew I loved this movie for a reason. Dude, and that's something that Joe Rogan did not even ask Dan Aykroyd about when he went on the Rogan experience. Oh, see, didn't even you know, bring Dan, it Danny boy, Dan Aykroyd, Mr. Aykroyd, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast and you want to be on either one of our shows, I promise you we're going to ask about getting how it felt to be blown by a ghost. Oh, man. 
It's probably <laughs> probably what it feels like getting blown after 25 years of marriage. I don't know. About <laughs> so you're telling yeah. me it doesn't happen. It lacked it lacked it, it lacked enthusiasm. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you, you might as well just been a ghost that's fucking funny dude <laughs> uh, these are the things that happen when you're just talking that's the yeah no you're just shooting the shit with somebody that's what's going to come up I, <laughs> <laughs> so every conversation happens around the world between two guys they talk about ghostbusters and dan Aykroyd getting blown yeah it just or, happens well blowjobs come up anyway just for on the blowjobs yeah yeah of course especially yeah two musicians or any, like yeah anywhere yeah <laughs> anywhere so you get it so uh, let, that, let, let, that brings me to a question for you What's your demographic on the show? You got a lot of females listening, or do like did we just like scare away all your female listeners? No, I do. I, it's a pretty damn good mix. It's That's a rad. pretty good mix. I mean, my my wife gets upset at me sometimes because, um, like, <laughs> I had so there's this episode that's become legendary now with the show. It's the Fat Mike episode, and um, where I flew to, he basically told me, "Why don't you fly down on Tuesday?" And I was like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, I was like, okay, I'll I'll do that, and we went and did the interview in his pool, and all wearing latex. Like, uh, I had like this latex. <laughs> I heard about one. this actually. Okay, yeah, so Sam. <laughs> Sam was telling me about it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so I was just texting him this morning, and I, he wants me to come back down in February because he's starting a podcast himself, and and um, so I'm going to do that. But but when I did this, we're talking about, of course, we get into like sex and BDSM and all this stuff because no one the interviews fat mike lets him talk about that but it's almost all he wants to talk about because he just it's who he is but everyone kind of yeah. glazes over it and wants to talk more about no effects or whatever so he keeps trying to bring it up and in mine i was just like dude let's just talk about it let's just do it so we did and he starts asking me these questions about my wife and like you know how many how often do you wake her up going down on things like that and uh he's like here's what you do and he's giving me all these pointers and i just playing along and my wife, I, I guess I told her, because she heard the episode, um, and I, I guess at some point I told her I was going to cut that stuff out, and I didn't, because I was like, this is a... This no, that's, is a, that's the goal. That's the this goal is a right Fat there. Mike episode. Yeah. And uh, so I left it in. And she listens to my show when she runs. She's a marathon runner, so she listens to all my shows as she's running. And mm-hmm. she got home, and I could tell she had heard it because she just looked at me. And went upstairs, and I was like, "How was the run? Fine, you know, it's one of those things." And she's like, "My friends might listen to this," and I like, she was furious. She's like, "You told me you're gonna," take-. I was like, "I can't edit that out. Like, it's the it's part of the episode." And I got so yeah. many emails about that. Like, I can't believe you said these things on the podcast, but I'm really glad you did. And yeah, of course, so that's I was- what everyone wants to hear. <laughs> Yeah. Shit, man. <laughs> yes, I was like, well, people already heard it, so it's it's out there. I'm sorry. It's out there. Yeah. And uh can't take it back now. Yeah. Later she forgave me later, but she's like, I'm just so embarrassed. I was like, why? Like that's the whole thing of the it's conversation good. is Mike has no shame. He got rid of his shame of and now he's the happiest man on earth. It's kind of like this theme to where we got rid of the shame. Here we go, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. That was one of the most like in-depth conversations about my wife that I got into on the podcast so far. I think that's why it was so <laughs> jarring. And then But you just said one of the most though. <laughs> yeah, one of the most. <laughs> one of the most. 
that's yeah. Great. So she met Fat Mike uh, three days later or whatever at Punk and Drublick here in Portland, and he gives her a big hug, and and uh, he's like, "You are his assistant." At the time, was like, "Did you do what? Did you did you follow his advice?" Like, kind of winked at me, and my wife looks at me, and she's like, "She knows too." Like, oh yeah, she was <laughs> she was in the pool. Like we were in the pool. Mike Cord's in the pool, floating. <laughs> While he's drinking like a glass of vodka the size of a one liter bottle and doing whippets and like the whole time, if just floating in a dress. Hilarious. Yeah. But that's fantastic. You're going to have these experiences. So you didn't get the visual. Yeah. Yeah. See, now I'm like, all right, I'm going to get off the phone with you and, get, and give uh, Mike a call right now. But I did. Yeah. You got to give me something. You got to give me something. Dude. <laughs> are you in the, uh, are you in the OC still? Yeah, okay. uh, still, uh, still grew up in Huntington. He's in Sherman Oaks, so probably a little bit of a drive. Do you know each other? Yeah, we well, you know, um, he actually knows uh, Matt, our singer, a little bit, uh, a little bit more. But oh, we okay. definitely met quite a few times. Yeah, we met quite a few times over the Warp tours and everything like that. You know, we awesome. did shit, man. It was back in the day. We did a New Year's Eve San Diego fucking show with uh-huh. uh, me first, and the Gimme Gimmies was on with us. That's and, wild. Uh, yeah, and we we, I think that I think that was the first time I met Mike, and I had like a bunch of coke, and he was like, "Hey, uh, I can't do it right here, but here's my hotel or my hotel room number. <laughs> Come knock on it later." And I was like, I was probably like 19 years old, 18 years old. And I was like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> I went knocked on it later. I don't think he was there. I was like, "All right, whatever, man." <laughs> yeah, he'll forget. It's called getting fat, yeah. Mike. He'll, t- he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm not. Uh, I wasn't too bummed out about it. I was like, oh yeah, fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Met god! Met Mike and fucking talked about doing blow with him. I had no idea. I was fucking naive. I was 18, 19 years old. Yeah, Thought I was the only one doing blow. Dude, it was yeah, it was a surreal experience. I'm sure you've had many crazier experiences than that, of course, through music. But doing it through podcasting is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the best. I've already done a couple where like. Joe Escalante, I just split it up into a three-part episode because we just fucking talked for way too long. We started with, I think I had about nine bottles of wine light out for the two of us. Oh, my and God. And we got through almost all of it, like, and we were, like, fucking, I listened back to it, and I had to do all the editing, and, oh, my God, I had so much, that, that, that was the most editing I had to do because it was so slow talk and slurry <laughs> by the end of it that I had to, like, I had so much, and, like, lip smacking because we had like cheese a cheese platter out and everything i'm, like, I'm not gonna make people fucking listen to this this is ridiculous i gotta cut out all these fucking lip smacks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so joe if you hear that he was a pain in the ass editing that motherfucker dude that's hilarious joe escalante man that's yeah it, he's he's one of the biggest influences on on uh, no effects like yeah was, we talked about that you talked about uh on on my podcast you can listen to it he Joe, I think it was the we got into Fat Mike um probably the second, you know, of the of the trilogy. Uh-huh. And uh um yeah, he was talking about how he was at fucking camp. He used to go to this uh camp outside of and it was with other people from Beverly Hills and yeah. he was just south of there and he ran into Fat Mike for the first time. He was and he was like, Yeah, Fat Mike was just like this little little kid that yeah. you know, I, I introduced to punk because I he was the only one that would listen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, rad, you know. So we, yeah, we 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 definitely talked a little bit about that. So. And I had no idea. That was another reason why that episode lasted so long. Have you if you, have you ever talked to Joe? No, I haven't. I haven't. I'm a huge Vandal fan. I've to. never talked to him before. 
you've got to talk to Joe. Dude, this guy has such an interesting story, and he's such a smart guy. He's he's done it all. It's insane. He started, you know, he started the punk band, went back to school, got his law degree, was a um, uh, an executive over at CBS, uh, helped create Texas Ranger, uh, uh, Walker Texas Walker, Ranger. Texas Ranger fucking ancient aliens now he's a writer on and you know wow. I mean, the title the title's writer but like he tells me like how he does it and everything he's like go listen to the episode hit me back i'll get you in contact with joe awesome dude that's rad yeah he's uh, a huge i'm a huge fandles fan and we're yeah we were talking about uh have you read the no effects book or I, I haven't i don't read a lot of books i gotta be honest I, I, I've read a few excerpts of it, like when it's on the coffee table in the studio. Dude, stuff. it's on Audible. It's audio, I listened to the audio book. I got to do that. It's also on Perfect. YouTube in like two big chunks. And uh, Okay. But they tell, they read their own stories. So it's yeah, like. Yeah, that's why that's I remember that now <laughs> you say it. Yeah. So uh, there's some stories they can't tell on the book for legal reasons. And uh, <laughs> that they joke about as they're, you know, it's like, yeah, two of them, there's two stories that legal said we cannot. You can't print this. Like, you can't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we, were, we were talking about uh, Joe and uh, stuff when I was with Fat Mike, and, he, and then he told me the stories that aren't allowed in the book. So when you get him on your show. Uh, I'm going to ask him. Yeah, after ask you him. record, have him tell you the stories because they're kind of fucking crazy. But uh, Dude, rad. That's how I, <laughs> I forget. He was talking, One of them happened. Uh, one of the stories happened at a Vandal's show. Um like after or during or something. I don't remember the exact detail about how the vandals tie into this, but um, yeah, back when uh, I think it was him and Melvin were, were like way young. Um, anyway, okay. that's a tangent that I can't. Uh, yeah. That, that, that's one that doesn't have so, a payoff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> everyone. It's like, oh, fuck, man, that's not going to pay off on that. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. That was one of those things we're in the pool and he's just like, like finished whatever and he's like so you want to know what stuff that wasn't in the book uh yeah i do of course (laughs) but yeah curious i'm a curious i'm a curious guy that's why i have a fucking podcast yeah that's why i flew (laughs) from fucking uh flew from portland down here on a tuesday midweek to do this but yeah like doing that like there's no sex drugs and podcasting right like but it totally is they're totally you know like yeah of course yeah, that's what that's what you that's what it's what everyone really wants too. I mean, shit, that's what's that's what makes it interesting, you know. I mean, yeah. there's other ways to make it interesting too, but I mean, there's just being real is what is is what I find really cool about podcasts. It seems like every time you get somebody, um, you know, they're they're way more lax on a po- on a podcast. You know, that was another reason why I was incorporating drinks in the beginning. I was like, oh yeah, they'll, they'll loosen up, and you know, you know. We'll we'll make it a really cool environment, and you know it'll be more conversational, not like a sit back interview, right? Yeah. And because yeah. uh, if you know you're on interviews, I've been on the other side of interviews, you know, for fucking however long it's been now, and you're answering the same questions the same way oh, yeah. every time because you're just like because you don't want to say something stupid too. It's like it yeah. goes both ways. You know, when I get caught, and then sometimes you run into some dickhead journalist who's trying to get get you to say something. Yep. And you just look at them like, dude, I'm not going to just stop. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and have this conversation with you anymore if you're going to be a fucking dick about it. Sure. And then, um, but then, like, if you have like a, the other thing is when it's podcast, you know, usually people will go, you know, oh, that sounds like a fun one to do and uh, whatever. And I could be laughs. And 
I don't know about you. I always read when I'm when I'm uh, about to do a podcast with somebody. I always tell them, you know, I'm going to send this to you before for approval. When I have it edited and ready to go, you'll be the first one. If there's anything you said in there you don't want, I'll take it out. I don't care. You know. Yeah. So it's just kind of a kind of a cool cool way to do it, so that people can relax and just be them fucking selves. Sure. And then, you know, people listening get to have that. You know, get to have that. Oh, that's what that guy's really like. You know. Yeah. Like, even if they did take anything out, it's not. It's usually just something that they realize. Oh, I can't legally say that or whatever. Some sure. shit like that. That's happened maybe twice where, but usually I don't send it out to them. Um, I'll just say, you know, they'll say, Hey, Oh, by the way, I probably shouldn't have said that. Can you cut that out? I'm like, sure. Or they'll say it gotcha. as a recording. I can like mark it. Um, like if they drop like an album release date or that they're releasing a new record that hasn't been announced yet. Like, Oh, I was the other day, you know, we finished recording this, you know, or I was in this state recording. Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that. Like, I'll yeah, I'll take that <laughs> out. And I, with this one thing I've done, with my show is is never tried to get the headline there's a lot of shows that try oh, no, to get that fucking blabbermouth headline uh oh so-and-so said this on the peer pleasure podcast that's happened maybe twice and it was because randomly an album got dropped or something and they didn't know they weren't supposed to say it until after it came out and then everyone blows up like the dead cross record yeah. that came out like JP was on the show and he dropped the name or there dropped the release date and that got picked up by like every blog. And he's like, yeah. Oh shit, I shouldn't have said that, but it was too late. But like, yeah, there's never like a headline grab. Like it's just like an, a kind of an experience. Like it's, you forget you're being recorded for one. A lot of times I think, um, on podcasts. And then, like you said, like you spend an hour with somebody, you're going to see a lot more about them than, like when you sit down for an interview and they say, uh, you know, what's, uh, how's the tour going, Johnny? Well, yeah, it's going, nah, it's going shitty and I don't like doing it anymore. <laughs> like, what do they think you're yeah, going to say? Yeah, what do you say? think I'm going to say? Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, oh, I love it, dude. What's the, that's why we cut out, we cut down our interviews on the road so much. Like, like we do them, like, don't get me wrong. And we're thankful. We're thankful that people are, our names are still in people's mouth. Don't get me wrong. Not, yeah. not jaded to that, to that extreme. But it's definitely like, you know, the mon the monotony definitely gets you like, okay, we'll give you 10 minutes. We'll give you 15 minutes. Because I know, like, I'm not going to sit there and have a conversation like you and I are having right now. Yeah. Where it's going to be super organic and, like, you're not even going to specifically ask me any fucking questions. We're just going to have a conversation, well, you know? Sure. We haven't even really <laughs> talked about so Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who? Because if anyone who wants to know what you do can go on Spotify and look it up. You know, they can go on YouTube yeah. and look it up. They can watch you answer the question, uh, you know, the the same three questions. What what's the how's the tour going? You know, uh, what do you think of the new record? Uh, what's your favorite memory of Jimmy? What's your you know, like everyone yeah. wants that like that thing. It, it just gets old. Like it really old. Yeah. And they don't seem to understand that. But I guess when your job is in a format where you get ten minutes you know, like the Today Show or something. Like they have to touch on exactly what people want to hear really quickly, and totally that is totally unfulfilling. Like it's really yeah, uh, it's, it's really it's, not. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Yeah, well, you said you talked about like the clickbait thing. I never even when I set out to the podcast or the show and, and have conversations with with uh, other you know celebrities from whatever walk of life or, or size or whatever. As you said before, it doesn't really matter. Um, but I had. Uh, John John Delmeyer and the System of the Down, John yeah. System, on the show, and 
we released it and you know same as as always asked him to approve it he approved everything and then there was uh like they got picked up on something and i uh he said something about that they weren't entirely happy or he wasn't entirely happy with the last performance that they did or something like that live mm-hmm. performance he was underwhelmed by it or some some shit along those lines and that's when it first got picked up by something and uh, it was it was what loudwire Loud and then wire. after that once it gets picked up by like one, then everyone else puts it out, right? Yep. So, and I and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool, but also not what I was going for. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, it like happened. Like, I was like, I never that thought of uh, any of my podcasts ending up on another syndication of of any kind. Just never, the thought never crossed my mind that that would ever happen or that ever happens. Yeah. So I was I was super. You've had you've said you've had it twice. Yep. Um, so I just, that's interesting to me because I, I don't, when it happened the first time, were you, were you also thrown a back by or did you like, did you expect it? You know, you're going to do these interviews and, or these podcasts and at some time something's going to get picked up. Yeah. It, no, I, I've, so the two times it's happened has been the, the time with JP where he dropped the release date for the Dead Cross record. And that was, there's a person, uh, that listens to the show that is in Australia, I believe. They run like the website Patent Fanatic. Um, okay. So when the second they heard that, it went on their website, which then got picked up by uh, Metal Sucks, I think, PRP, Lamb Goat. Like it just started exploding. Um, this ties into something I actually wanted to ask you, but like, so I Googled it. I Googled Dead Cross Peer Pleasure Podcast, right? And brought up all the blogs that had picked it up. And uh, mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit, like there's a lot of the wow. And that's when JP was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said that. And uh, <laughs> but we just moved on like that was it. But uh, yeah. So and the second time was on Wikipedia. And so I had Patty mm-hmm. Schemmel from the drummer from Hole on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you Google my name, her page comes up. Uh, or Google or Wikipedia, my name, her page comes up. And I was trying to figure out why. And I'm skimming through it. And it says, you know, as Patty said on the Peer Pleasure podcast hosted by whatever on her Wikipedia page. And I was like, well, that's kind of weird and random. But like, yeah, nothing, nothing totally huge. Um, but, you, you know, enough to be like, I didn't really like it because, I mean, it brought some traffic to the show. But then I kind of felt dirty because I was like, well, I just want to hear like, what else did he drop on there? You know, and that's exactly yeah. the opposite of what I was going for. Um, totally that, that's definitely not what any of that, I, from everyone i've talked to do podcasts and stuff like that they're definitely not that's the cool thing about it right that's what sep- separates it is that you know it's just it's about you know and we, Rup, are you still there hello are you still there yeah, I okay. hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Something something clicked yeah. off there. That was weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like the Wild West, man. There's no, it's just like this little thing that has exploded into mainstream. Like it's 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 absolutely crazy. But the 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 headline yeah. grabs are just not not not, something not what we set out to do. And it doesn't yeah. help. It doesn't help at all. No. It's someone that's also looking for that that's not going to find it when they get there. So. Oh, it's totally. kind of lost, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> you know, but totally true. well, what I wanted to ask, like this came up in my head as we were talking earlier, but because of how big like Avenge has gotten, have you ever Googled yourself or do you Google yourself? 
<laughs> because you know you find some I think crazy you did. shit. I, I think I did like many years ago. I want to say at least like eight, ten years ago. I was hanging out with a buddy, Jared, uh, from the Dirty Heads, and he was over at the house, and we were we were just you know hanging. This is back when he was drinking. He doesn't drink anymore, but back when he was drinking, he was like you know. I can't remember what fuck we were talking about, but he brought up like the whole, you know, Google yourself thing. He's like, you, you got to see like what comes up first. And we we're, and that's the last time I did it. So, I mean, that was like eight or 10 years ago. And yeah. we were just laughing about it. He was like, it was a time before like Instagram and all the, and, and, you know, with the Facebook and MySpace were out probably, but like nothing else was. And you couldn't really gauge like your individual like popularity in, in a way, you know? So yeah. like he was like, I'm the singer of the fucking band. There's no way. You got more popularity than you can Google it. <laughs> we were just drunk and having fun, man. I think at the end of the night, we ended up top, chopping down one of my fucking mini trees in my yard. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> See, I do like very minimal research too. Like, I used to spend a lot of time because I was, I mean, it was still new. Like, I was only having like, you know, a certain amount of people on at a time. Like I still was, you know, working my way through it. Cause I was kind of using the you know, old contacts and kind of working those into something else. So each episode was kind of an event to where I would take three pages of notes and sit with them in front of me. And I realized I never used them. So I mm -hmm. stopped. But in one of the things, there's one video that came up as I was just kind of uh, throughout the week, I was kind of looking at different stuff because uh, I knew you, you and I were going to be talking today, and a video came up of you uh, fucking up the hotel room of uh, Gates. <laughs> but it was done so casually, and just like it was perfect because, you know, listening to the listening and watching the, the podcast, you just have this, and like right now as we're talking, you just have this mellow, laid-back uh, demeanor, which is very nice. But the but the video was uh, that sounds totally stupid. But the, the it's very nice, John. Very nice. It's just, very nice. It's very, very nice. It's very reassuring. Yeah, very reassuring. I mean, you're just making me so that. comfortable right now. I just feel all warm. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why I've heard that a couple of times. That's why I had to make my own podcast. I make people comfortable. Yeah, the the, the, the way you're doing, you're just fucking. Well, I guess I should do this because this would be funny, and you're just just fucking up the entire i'm gonna put the fucking mattress in the i'm gonna hide the mattress behind the, the fucking shades and i'm gonna put the chairs in the in the shower and i couldn't <laughs> tell if you were wasted or completely sober and but that was also funny because like this is just this is just how it goes like you know and it's one of the funniest things i've seen prank wise because it was so nonchalant like there's this beautiful <laughs> hotel room he flew home for something or he's flying in on like a private jet to come to he this thought, hotel room and yeah. relax. And you're just, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this and uh, we do this. It's Yeah, anyone listening has to check it out. It's hilarious. And I think what, yeah, the, the backstory there was actually Brian had gone home. Sinister Gates had gone home to, to uh, the birth of his first child. We were in the middle of the road and uh, um, he came early. Um, so he flew home. For a couple of days and had to come right back out to you know and i was like oh dude he hasn't had any sleep for sure i, I my kid is a few months older so i was like okay i know how this goes he's gonna <laughs> want to come home or come back out on the road rather come back into the into his hotel room and just fucking crash until we, we had a show later that night too 
So I was like, awesome. I got a key to his room, <laughs> went in there the night before and just strategically demolished his room without like, you know, the, the, the best, the reason why it's so nonchalant when you see that is because I, I was, I was taking each piece that I was going to do as kind of a, a, a piece of art, if you will. Yeah. I was taking it, I was taking it down. I was like really thinking about, okay, now, if I were him, what was what would be the first thing I would want to do? What would be the next thing I'd want to do? <laughs> and like, and I just systematically went through all those things and and moved and misplaced and did all these crazy, like all these funny, not crazy, just funny things to his room, without causing any real damage. The only the only cost damage is that I ordered uh, two or three of the most expensive expensive bottles of wine that they had on the room service menu to that room and signed it under his name. How much and, were those? That's what I want to know. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, dude, I don't remember. I don't remember off the top of my head. They, they, they were, if I were, if I had to venture a guess, I want to, I want to say there were, uh, a couple of nicer Napa wines that usually those on room service probably run you somewhere around five to $600 each. Jesus. <laughs> yeah i'm an asshole dude it was so good though because then like the payback was like they threw some what fucking cold water on you right before you go on stage like yeah that, i was like all right yeah great good, good job buddy all right let me change yeah you, you sure did get me you yeah. sure did get me and he's so proud of it he's just like yeah fucking like no idea the the extent of what you had done like the, and maybe watching it later he'd get a perspective but god damn dude that was funny that was really good and I, I think i thank you for that i thank you for appreciating the work you know i, I also thank you for understanding that the, the, what i had done is so much so much more in depth and thought out than what he did and it oh, was yeah. kind of i i agreed i agreed i, I kind of was like yeah this is kind of Second rate. So you poured a bucket of water on my head. Yeah. Great, like, great job. Change. You won, coach. Right. Thanks. Like <laughs> that's like a, a congratulatory respect thing, uh, dumping the Gatorade or the, the water. But like it's like the <laughs> it's the ice bucket challenge. Like he just yeah. it's it's completely and nothing nothing I mean, I we don't know each other, of course, but nothing against him on that. But you showed how much you guys knew each other by what you did. You basically <laughs> went down like I know this guy so well. That, you know, like friends, friends. Well, yeah, that long, yeah. No, right? he's, yeah, he's, he's. Brian has has become my very best friend, um, probably in the, in the entire world. I have a few that I call best friends, but you know, he was the best. He was the best man at, at my wedding and everything like that. So we we know each other very very well. These prank wars have gone on back and forth for many many years. Um, the the last few were just the ones that we caught on film over the last couple yeah. of years, but there's been several ones that we've done that were. And we've gone back and forth with it before the cameras were around that we had fun with. And then, you know, uh, uh, as far as uh, I will give a little bit of a backstory to kind of help out uh, Sin's little bucket, ice bucket challenge prank. Um, the, the, the other part of it is we were uh, we we're on tour with Metallica at the time. Oh, yeah. No big and, deal. Yeah. <laughs> been, been there. And we were. Yeah. <laughs> So we were, on, we were on tour. It was their stadium tour. And they were like, you know. We were main support, and uh, we hung out with them a, a, a few times. The, the tour lasted like you'd do a few weeks on, a couple weeks off, a few weeks on. They, they tour very lax, so you mm-hmm. know they they earned the right to do so. And uh, you know, so uh, over the time, we're like, okay, on last day before uh, last day of the shows, uh, we want to make sure we get a group photo with everybody. 
uh, from the tour. So mm. we were about to do that too. So okay. like, like, so we kind of held that up a little bit, but I was like, Hey, you fucking poured water on my head. Now I got to fucking, I got to change my clothes. It's going to be another second. It's <laughs> <laughs> the reality of it. I'm going to change my shirt, my jacket. And I'm going to slick my hair back now. Oh no, I don't get to put my mohawk up. Wow. Dude, yeah. Big deal. <laughs> it's gotta be nice now having wardrobe where you have several options instead of back in the day, having stage clothes that you hang in the trailer and hopefully they dry by the next day. Oh God. Where they stand so up gross. by themselves and uh, yeah. now having, well, Oh wait, I have something else I could put on. That's when you knew you've made it right there, my friend. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. When you think about it, when you put it in perspective like that, Oh man, I remember I had one, one pair of stage pants and like two stage shirts that I could possibly wear. Oh, and, and then everything. Yeah, dude, so brutal. I mean, like, yeah. You, those are the days you wish for rain dude like, fuck, fuck, yeah. <laughs> fuck yes and you think about bringing this black back to blowjobs the the girls <laughs> the girls <laughs> the girls i see where you're going the here. girls that would blow a van touring dude after a show not pre-show oh. but after a show Anytime at that, let's just be honest. Anytime, that, anytime. you got you got some serious sure. swamp shit. Sure, you got swamp issues going on but for sure. Think about it. Like those, that white shit on the pants is salt that has come from the body. <laughs> over, you know, while you're rocking people's well, faces. Well, some off. of it's probably and some of it might not be salt too. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> true. But you could see it like visible salt oh, good, deposits so on the clothes, and chicks will. That's insane to me. Yeah, like, that is rock bottom. That. That's rock bottom. There's no, there's no going back from that. What's well, what's better about that in your eyes being rock bottom? That was their opportunity. That was think about yeah, it that way. They're gonna tell everyone about that too. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> not to sound. And, and it's on a, and it's on, and it's on like some work tour festival. Where they, I mean, like <laughs> the pants could have gotten like nowhere. <laughs> And a lot of them did. <laughs> there was a Kevin Says stage. And we I'm played sure that. Still blown over we there. played so, that. So did we. We got kicked off. Well, we didn't get kicked off. The sound guy wouldn't let us play anymore because he's like, "You guys need to be on a bigger stage. You're breaking all my shit." And uh, so yeah, that was. We got moved up to the Volcom stage. Volcom, yeah, that's. We did the same thing. First year was uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Says stage. I wasn't in the band the first year. That was probably in 2002. I joined shortly after that. Um, in 2000, at the end of 2002, so it was right after that warp tour. Yeah, and then by the next one, 2003, which I think is what going back to the beginning of this conversation, how we tied together. I believe it was 2003 when we were on the uh, on together, and yeah. we went from uh, and we were on Volcom. We started on Volcom in 2003, and then we went to uh, uh, what the fuck was his name? The next stage up. I can't remember the name. Oh of it right shit! Now. Uh, there's there wasn't the Monster Energy stage yet. Like Maurice. Maurice. Maurice, yeah, Maurice stage. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. went to the Maurice stage like hot, like we were on Volcom for a couple weeks, and then we, and then the rest of it, we went to the Maurice stage. Man, two thousand three. I want to say I, I'm. It's coming back to me now, but I think after Anatomy broke up, I wasn't playing with Portugal the Man yet. Like the the, uh, fuck, what two year was it? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Did you guys come back and do? one of the dates uh or maybe a couple days of warp to i remember yeah yeah because we i did turned a, and there was fucking fire and shit like 
<laughs> yeah, I was we like, did, uh... okay, this is a lot different than the fucking, like, Kevin Says stage days where we were, like, sharing, like, merch area shit behind the... Oh, yeah. I think there were still studded belts involved before, like, like, uh... But, yeah, then I remember, like, looking over and, like, this is the biggest thing I've ever seen. Like, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> For a war Tour, definitely. You don't, you don't see that very often. Yeah. But, yeah, we did. Okay. It was, was 2006 it. or 2007. I think we did uh, on the West Coast. We were about to release uh, our uh, white or self-titled record. Uh-huh. And um, we came on uh, right before that like a couple days before it was going to release or a week, something like that. Somewhere close. And we did uh, the Long Beach. We did the Long Beach Warped Tour. Yeah. Just for that one-off. And then I think later on on that tour, we crossed paths again, and we might have done the same thing in Boston, or we just hung out. I don't don't remember if we played in Boston, too, or if we just we we had crossed paths and we did it again. And I think we just were hanging out. I can't remember if we were just hanging out or playing. That's fucking... That sounds terrible to like someone who's like just a, like a fan, like like someone who's just like a fan of the band. But it's like, how do you not remember? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, it's sorry, man. Changed their like, life, and it's just like, wait a minute, was that a Thursday? Like, <laughs> I mean, shit. I, I drink a lot. I mean, what do you want from me, dude? It's gotta be. It's gotta be easy to get to be not to be jaded, but to have jaded moments when that yeah. becomes your like. Your day, I mean, okay, oh, wait, well, I can just fly in for this, like, on my own. Like, it's not like, oh, the band will fly in, like, but, oh, I have something to do, so I'm going to go do this and then fly, like, uh, you know, I know first time, like, once I, I had already left Portugal, the man, when they blew up huge, but, like, seeing their Instagram post on a private jet for the first time, I was like, holy fuck. Like, I don't even know what that feels like. <laughs> how did that? Well, yeah. Well, how did that? How did you part from that? Well, by the way? it was it's a weird story. And like, it's it's uh, like I started playing with them. Um, some show They had some shows in Santa Cruz with uh, Dredge. They were doing two nights with Dredge. And they're like, hey, do you want to come play? And I was like, well, yeah, sure. Because we hadn't played together since Anatomy of a Ghost broke up. And um, they were starting to gain some momentum. And I stayed with them for a few years. And we did Europe and stuff. And, and, uh, we did a full U.S. with Poison the Well, um, and that oh, was fucking Poison the Well. I haven't heard that name in a while. I love those guys, dude. They're getting back together to do a show down in in your area. Um, uh, didn't already check happen. That out. They're doing the opposite of December in full. Um, anyway, they so <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Ryan, yeah, I digress. Ryan Ryan Primack from Poison the Well uh, and I hit it off pretty well, and we were always talking and you know, geeking out on gear and stuff, and and. Uh, so I get home from that tour and we're at the house we were staying at and we're leaving for Europe the next day and uh, tickets bought, like we're ready to go. And Ryan emails me. He's like, hey, man, do you want to join Poisonwell on bass? And I was like, bass, okay, I could get on with that. And uh, at the time, Poisonwell was bigger and doing more countries. So I was like, man, and it's more aggressive music on stage. I love playing aggressive music. And yeah. uh yeah, I was like, dudes, I uh, got kind of a thing going here. Um, what do you guys think? And they're like, dude, that's awesome. Like, go for it. Like, you can do Europe, right? And I was like, well, yeah. I told them when I get back, uh, I'll head to Florida. And uh, during that time, so Portugal had replaced me before I got back so they could keep going. And uh, Poisonwell got a tour. I don't remember with who with, but they brought a buddy of theirs on base, and he ended up staying on, so I got back with no job. So 
that's when I was like, well, I guess I'm done touring for a while. And I just never went back. But Wow, man, that's wild. That's a wild story. I didn't know. I, I You know, like, and so in passing on Warp Tour, and then, you know, the, the Mike Hamm when we were playing together in Texas, and but, like, yeah. it's been forever since either of those, those times. So I, I had no idea. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a weird ride. And then I got into commercial plumbing so i got a career doing that now like a living wage and and pension and all that stuff and and wild that's why i do the show so i have like a creative outlet to where i mean i can be creative at work but um like it's something where i can stay connected with people or reconnect with people like that's the whole idea behind it like it's not i'm not gonna see everyone on tour like i used to you know like oh what oh i'll see you next month in wherever country you know like um so yeah, it kind of satisfies that itch, you know. Um, That's great. Yeah, That's great. I know. Yeah. So it's fucking red. Yeah, man. It's it's been a wild ride. I'm stoked you're you're getting into this and and uh, I mean you've got a knack for it. It's really uh, nice, it's man. really something. Like a you know, you can hit. I believe you can hit anything you want. Like you could be you know, in a band, Avenged sevenfold band size, and then also do so many other things. Like people think people have like this one niche, but it's really not true. Like, I think you can really do it. And if you're showing that, like now everyone gets to see uh, another side of you, which is awesome. And, uh, you know, and you can make it whatever you want and you can be, yeah, you don't nah. need anyone else's approval. You can make it exactly what you want. You don't need to say, here's a demo. Do you guys like it? You can say, here's my show. Fuck off. Absolutely. So, yeah, no, it's great. It's great. So it's, 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 it's been, it's been a fun experience. I've gotten to, you know, have some great conversations with people. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing to me is like, it started, you know, you start getting older and you're talking to your friends and everybody and getting to know your friends and everyone's reading books about their personalities and shit. And they're like, Oh, well I'm an extrovert and you're an introvert and mm-hmm. start labeling everybody these different ways. And I'm like, well, I just know I can talk to people in fucking yeah. different situations. So, uh, I'm going to use that and have some fun with it. And I've gotten to talk to some of my heroes and growing up and stuff like that in different, different worlds, like professional wrestling. I was like, I mean, Denny professional wrestling shit in fucking forever, you know, aside from, you know, befriending Chris Jericho. And then like, I got back into it a little bit from like the WWE network where you could go back in the archives and watch the shit from the nineties. Oh grew yeah. Up on. Yeah. It's super awesome. So I'm like reaching out to these people from, from wrestling and they're like, yeah, I'll do your podcast. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, I'm getting <laughs> to know like my, I'm getting to know my heroes from like my, like my child before I even like, I mean, I still had a love for music, but before I picked up my first instrument, you know, my love was wrestling. Yeah. So it's like, it's like to go back and, and, and have again, just have a conversation. Even if nothing comes of the podcast and no one listens to it, I don't care. I get to have fun doing it. So I'm, I'm having, it's cool to me. Dude, absolutely. That's the that's the key. Like, there's a couple things there where, like, people say, you know, don't meet your heroes. Like, I say get to know your heroes because you, you can meet anyone on a bad day and it's going to suck yeah, and yeah. it could change for it. Like, you, like, you get to tour with a lot of your heroes, I'm sure. But I'm sure there's a couple times just at festivals and stuff you got to meet one briefly and maybe he was pissed off or he or she was pissed off or had a bad meal or was sick. And you're like, fuck, that guy's an asshole. No, get to know your hero. Like then Absolutely. they don't. They... And also when you're passing in festival settings too, like for any, you know, upcoming bands that might be listening to your podcast, a word of advice when you're coming up and, you know, 
you, when you see the other side of it, you'll, you'll understand a little bit more that there are bad days and like you are, it becomes more work, unfortunately, as, as you grow. So like your heroes who have been doing it for so long, it might be jaded, but by no fault of their own, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just the nature of the business. Like you've been doing it for so long and you know, they get, you know, they should still be thankful, obviously. And I know that they are deep down inside, but eventually, you know, if you're walking from your bus to your dressing room and you got 10 different people stopping you to say how much they love you and stuff like that, you get a little jaded about that every time. You, sure. say, you know, you got to put yourself in their shoes too, you know, yeah, and understand that like, you know, that's a daily occurrence and yes, they're, they can be still thankful. It's not, one is not, uh, 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 exclusive from the other. They can be, they could be, uh, thankful yet curt at the same time because they are working at that time you oh know? yeah when you're walking into a festival they might be the way that they get things done backstage is maybe they put their head down and they focus on the show and that's what makes them so great on stage mm -hmm. you just don't you just never know people are different so it's like you know maybe they're not being a dick maybe that's just how they operate maybe they're super introverted you don't know absolutely yeah and that's one way to find out is is listen to a podcast, start a podcast, start talking to it, like open up the communication and talk about something that's real, you know? And that's the thing too, is, is the position you're in, you know, uh, oh, there's a lot of, uh, I, I don't know the right word for it. I mean, it's just a, a lot of fake things happen, you know, like where mm -hmm. people, uh, you know, that come up to you. And I've talked about this before too on the show, but, but people, um, on tour, when you're on tour and you're in your zone where everyone there is there to see you, you're not at a Burger King, you're not at a random Walmart where there's a lot of people there, you're at an arena or whatever where everyone there is there because they want to see you guys. So when they see you, they have a, a version of you that they know in their head and they want to talk to you because you're Johnny Christ from Avenged Sevenfold. They don't want to talk to you because of who you are as a person, they want to talk to you yeah. as the character. So having a podcast where you can get real with people and get real with people in the same position, that's the cool thing where you can really show, you know, who you are Absolutely. and experience that yourself because, you know, especially touring in Europe where Portugal was way bigger, um, constantly people didn't even know, uh, either wouldn't know my name still want me to sign everything like talking about this and that and this they never wanted just because oh hey that guy looks nice i'm gonna go talk to him it was like no yeah. he was on stage blah 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 there's that thing over and over again you get enough of that it starts to like become the norm like oh okay you know 13 people now have come up and and in this last 20 minutes you know talking to me about this that i don't and it, it's easy to get jaded that way and and you are mm -hmm. on a much larger scale of that so having that genu genuine uh, interaction is paramount. Yeah, and you always try. You know, I always try, and you know, it has helped. You know, even just doing the podcast in general, I've it's been it's been therapeutic. It's been it's been rad. It's been it's tumbling in a way that is still so cool, where I can I'm kind of release it a little bit and not try and fake the funk. Like when I run into people and just be like, this is me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you've heard me, cool. If you haven't, you should go check it out. Cause this is me and this is how I'm going to be from now on. So like, <laughs> if you still want to talk to me. Cool. If not, then kick rocks. There you go. 
Because it's, I mean, you guys, I mean, there's a machine behind you. Like there is a machine yeah. behind you that, that, that. Yeah, we've uh, been very fortunate to, we've yeah. been very fortunate over the years. And, people you know, have careers hard, because but... of what you do. Like people support their families because of you getting on stage every night. Like oh, yeah. the responsibility behind that is massive that I don't think people realize like how many people <laughs> feed their families because you guys get on stage every night. Like it's, it's crazy. Like, it, yeah, it's crazy it, to think about it. It's hard, it's hard to put that into perspective. Yeah, and it's hard to put that into perspective, even for us, though, too. I mean, we're just, we're just fucking dudes that grew up together. I wanted to, that wanted to play music and loved it and, you know, wanted to grow. I mean, obviously wanted to grow it as big as we could, you know. We, yeah. we never faked the funk that we were a punk band that was going to be, you know, whatever. We were always going to be true to ourselves, but never, we didn't really latch onto a scene that we we're going to be true to or anything like that. It was just always, we're musicians, we're in a band. We, we love playing music. We love listening to all different sorts and creating all different sorts of eclectic music. And this is what we're going to do. And we, we hope to uh, have as many people as we possibly can um, enjoy it with us. And that's, that's been the mentality from day one. And we've been very fortunate along the way that uh, luckily enough, there has been other enough other people out there that that enjoy what we're doing. That's that's uh, it's huge for us, dude. Absolutely, I, I that's very well said, man. And and Johnny, dude, thanks for coming on the show, man. I yeah, I man. really appreciate it. I don't want to take up much more of your afternoon here, and and we've already done an hour and twenty minutes, so. Uh, no, that's cool, man. It's we, perfect, perfect to digest. Maybe we'll, we'll get we'll get into it more. I'll have you on the show in the next few weeks. More, awesome. We'll get into, we'll get into some more of it. That'd be rad, dude. And and uh, yeah, you're welcome on the show anytime. And and uh, it was awesome to reconnect. And and uh, dude, yeah, keep keep fighting the good fight, dude. Keep uh, keep rocking the fucking pants off the world. And and uh, <laughs> keep the podcast going. And and uh, just keep Thanks, being yeah, creative, bro. Thanks a lot, brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Johnny. Take care, buddy. All right, bye. bye. Yep. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Johnny Christ from Avenge Sevenfold and the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Go over to whatever you're listening to this on and type in Drinks with Johnny and check out some of his shows. Um, really good stuff and really natural. It's it's cool. You can tell he preps for the interviews, but at the same time, let's kind of let's uh, things unfold and grow organically, and that's a really cool thing. So, uh, shout out to Sam. Shout out to Johnny. Thank you so much, guys, for coming on and uh, look forward to uh, doing something more in the future. So, uh, like I said, guys, check out the website for all the new updates on the show, who's been on, and if you know, tell a friend about the show. Just send them over to the po- the website, uh, purepleasurepodcast.com, or you can have them jump onto iTunes right there and they can, you know, subscribe or check out the show um, just by typing it in. It's everywhere from Spotify to, you know, uh, Stitcher, whatever. There's so many podcatchers I don't even understand anymore. I just use the uh, the easy one, the Apple Podcasts, for all my stuff. So definitely add uh, add the show into your, your subscriptions. Add in Drinks with Johnny to your subscriptions. And, uh, yeah, shoot me an email. Let me know what you thought of the conversation or let me know what you think of Drinks with Johnny. Um, that'd be a great way to, uh, you know, kick things off this week. So really appreciate having you guys back day after day, week after week. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here, and we'll have another episode tomorrow. All right, guys, without further ado, once again, I've said it. (laughs) Uh, As always, guys, we'll see you on the radio.
Hey, this is Blasco, host of Manage Mental, part of the Jabberjaw Media Podcast Network. Manage Mental brings you our takes on the modern day music business and how we mentally approach the profession of management. Join Mike Mowry and myself as we cover hot topics in the industry, answer fan questions, provide insight on sales numbers, and showcase new music with a slant toward developing artists. Listen and subscribe at jabberjawmedia.com.